Hello my friends and welcome to another episode of The Awakener. Today, I'll be a little bit more local in my example and then bring it to the level of not just global context but also global thinking. The Philippine elections, perhaps the most divisive election we ever had in the history of our nation. My daughter came to me a day after the elections and told me, Mom, I am very sad. She wanted the vice president to win as president and she lost by a massive landslide. When two nights prior to the election, having attended the last campaign rally, she felt the ground swell and moved with the energy of the crowd. So this truly is a huge disappointment for her because she said that other night to me, Mom, it's going to be a sure win. So we agreed. She will have her pity party. Find a way to cope with her emotions. She said she wanted to be with her friends and physically count votes tonight at the PPCRV, which is the Parish Pastoral Council for Responsible Voting. And if that were to be her way to contribute, even wallow and cope, and then verify her own truth, I let her be. As for me, my way of coping is to watch basketball tonight. It's the UAAP games between the UP Maroons and Ateneo Blue Eagles tonight, and I have bought a ticket to distract me along with my Blue Eagle and Maroon friends. And I have great expectations to just enjoy myself. And I believe this phase is so much needed in order for us to move on. We've got to find a channel of new hope that begins with a coping mechanism first to disturb the languishing feeling of laziness or extended sadness that even pushes us to the point of tears. Funny how I am not even associated with the vice president herself and yet I feel so associated with this defeat. And moving on is not just a function of people telling us to move on. It's so easy to tell people, go and move on. But it is so hard to actualize it. It is best achieved when we allow ourselves to stay in our own emotions. There is, I believe, an emptiness after expectations are not met. The walls just echo. The space that felt so cramped, even for those who joined the rallies and were energized by them, this space now seems weirdly, infinitely large and huge and empty. And all of a sudden, there's nothing more to do. There's nothing more to believe in. The energy that was so loud and vibrant that has suddenly turned quiet and empty. A great huge fog has descended to our own workstations and study spaces we hardly can't function. So for people who needed to wallow, Maybe the message of this day's podcast is stay there for a while. Don't rush moving on. Don't worry that you will be branded as overacting or drama king or drama queen because the plan is to mourn. And the design of mourning involves a few steps. And number one, that is to legitimize your feelings and ask for support. Ask for community acceptance. Talk to the people around you. No, my work is going to slow down. I'm going to slow down my grind. I can't function, I'm feeling bad, I feel like crying, I feel like getting mad and upset. We just cannot function normally. And there's a second step to the process or to the plan of mourning. We give our sadness some outlet or shape, whether in the form of writing an entry in our diary or throwing jokes or memes or for the VP supporters, now is the time to make even wittier placards. Then here's the thing. You know that moment when after you wake up, you suddenly feel the urge to find something productive to do or some insight suddenly visits you? That's when you are ready to rejoin the group again. That's called moving on. So from pity party to rejoining party. 
in this case, go back to work, go back to school. Life goes on this time, hopefully, with a stronger version of you emerging. Sadness has a demarcation. It has an expiration date. And your ability to shorten this speaks well of your growing up energy too. And that too is a process, not something that is just cast upon you or told to you. You've got to experience it and go through the process. Wallowing is an important stage. And when you get past this, you will develop the true confidence to say, I've made it. I really have made it on my own terms. We have cleared the fog ourselves. And that's how we can truly understand ourselves. So stay there, my friends. Organize your pity party if you need to. Others will view it as overacting, overreacting, but you may need this as your own catharsis. And then create that magical moment, that moment, even plan it perhaps, when you are ready to overcome that emotion and take out the toxic energy so you could rejoin the group again with better emotions, with positivity. For me, my plan is that after my basketball game, I will be ready to rejoin into my old life again to connect back to my old narratives, to my old problems, to my old solutions or new solutions and my new ideas, I have given myself enough space to linger, to languish, and there will be a future time for me to learn and then love again. Disappointment is a normal stage. And a lot of times we really are planning our own disappointment. It happens when there are differences between expectations and reality. There is a mismatch. We get disappointed with a loved one, a relationship, a job, a business, a travel experience, a party we have organized, and so on and on. Yet, we still find our bodies getting into it. We are so good at crafting disappointment plans. I have been disappointed many times. In fact, I have officially appointed myself as the chief disappointment officer of my own life. I have set work targets even when my resources were pinched only to be verified by the outcomes that proved to me once again. I should have had less optimistic expectations. Disappointment again. I was hoping a loved one would remember an important occasion, for after all, it was my very important occasion, only to get through the day without being thought of. Disappointment again. I have believed the vice president will win even when the numbers in the surveys weren't very optimistic. And here, disappointed again. But I wanted to share with you that I have also been surprised many times. And the surprise far is greater than the disappointments. When I reached the peak of Mount Sinai, you know, when I traveled to Egypt before, years back, you know, and I was tired and I felt alone in that experience, which I was hoping to share with my loved ones who decided to sleep instead, I saw myself in a place I had only read in the Bible when I reached the peak of Mount Sinai. It was a miraculous sight shown to me in 3D and the sounds of praise around me definitely surround, definitely Dolby. So instead of disappointment, I experience a morning of discovery, of surprise and awe. And I am till now quite still very much associated with the feeling of awe in Mount Sinai and many other experiences I have felt before. Multiply that Mount Sinai experiences in other aspects of my work and life. I've been constantly surprised by the outcomes of events or of or certain happenings that I have intentionally placed my body into. So it seems like when we are able to reframe things, when we are able to change the significance which we attach to an event, the event changes. The meaning of that event changes to us. The meaning I am attaching to the result of this election that had disappointed me so very much is that men 
like us, we plan, but someone greater than man carries out. This is to me another phase of my own awakening in my hero's journey. Everyone, whichever side you stayed or voted for, everyone involved in this election was changed, hopefully permanently changed. We acknowledge that disappointment is a normal part of change, but something else is emerging, an ember, a fire that enlarges me, you, and the soul collective of this nation. No matter who we voted for, we are in a greater power to look forward to things. I'm looking forward to having conversations with my daughter and many, many young people as to how this exercise shaped their character, our characters, and their beliefs and shaped their own skills too. What are the skills, the ability to respect other people's beliefs and not get into a fight? Or heal if you got into fights? Looking forward to things can be a very important part of the cathartic process and can enable us to find light in the dark, dreary sanctuaries of our own emotions. So after wallow, find ways to cope and acknowledge and then to look forward and learn and love again. One last thing, there is a great skill unfolding here, our ability to respond to feedback. Once we recognize that reality is not going to be exactly like our dreams and fantasies or expectations or blueprints, and our plans may not even approximate this, we find ways to continuously update our dreams and fantasies with feedback from the real world. On the contrary, please don't make your dreams small just because you don't want to get upset or disappointed. Let it be big and huge and fantastic, but we learn to update it with what has happened around our dreams. Dreaming distorts reality and enables the chance for this dream to finally happen. Maybe not today, but maybe next time in the future. For without dreaming, we don't change things. Hence, this feedback loop enables us to gain something in the process, courage and wisdom and possibly even the success that we want. Life is full of imperfections, but that makes life really exciting, doesn't it? To the people, especially the young ones who felt sad and disappointed, there is no illusion from which to be disillusioned. There is no blame, a scapegoat, or reason that should cause you to make your dreams and hopes smaller. There is only a bridge. A bridge to close the distance of your current realities to your future dreams. Keep building this bridge of hope. One setback at a time and then soon one victory at a time. Yesterday might have been a setback for you, for me, but insight and lesson, that is already victory. Celebrate the small wins. We needed that. So let's keep our dreams alive. They weren't shattered, only updated. Let's keep our positivity strong. They weren't negated, only enlarged. Let's keep our fantasies big and perhaps even weird. They weren't broken. Only now it became even more exciting. But let's be hopeful. There is no place for the cynical to be victorious in this fight. Let me just quote our Vice President Lenny Robredo in a speech she gave after the initial disappointing counts have been published. Let me read it. Nagsisimula pa lang tayo. May landas na nagbukas at hindi ito sasara kasabay ng mga presinto. May kilusang isinilang and hindi ito papanaw sa pagtapos ng bilangan. Ang namulat, di na muling mapipikit. Hindi natin kailanman hahayaang makatulog muli ang pag-asang nagising. So my dear friends, the sleeper must awaken for change to happen. I'll see you next week in another interesting episode of The Awakener. And more so now, always remember, the goal is to stay awake.